my god did i tell you guys I, so i saw a stick bug for the first time in real life like a week ago <laughs> did it dance it wasn't dancing it was climbing i think it was missing one leg but do you guys know the meme you got stick bugged no <laughs> it's a gif of like a dancing stick bug and it just has like in big all caps letters like you got stick bugged and that's all i could think of welcome back to escaping reality the podcast where friends get together to talk about reality competition shows and we are still talking about survivor 45 this was episode six uh called i'm not batman i'm the canadian and we all know this was caleb who said it now we are all here aggie and i are in the same room it's always fun when we get to record in the same room one day we'll get anna to nashville as well we'll do it (laughs) but she's here she is here we also spread this on her not 20 minutes ago and said, hey, we actually can't record. Would you like to record right now? This wasn't planned. We even posted on Instagram. We were taking a week off because Aggie and I are celebrating our 10-year college reunion. Oh, it's really upsetting. But we have free time and Anna was down to record. So here we are. So we're just going to start with our one-minute thoughts and just get into a great episode. Aggie, what are your Would you like me to go first? (laughs) Stacey's like, I am absolutely not ready to start. Goal for Aggie, she's actually going to try and talk for only 60 seconds. Let's see how we do. I watched with Stacey watching over my shoulder yesterday because she had already watched. So no pressure for me in that moment. My biggest takeaway is Anna still has all six members of her draft team, even though she texted us before the episode and said, one of my people has to be going down today. No, spoiler alert, they weren't. So she's still at six. And me and Stacey together have the same number that Anna has. So... It's lit, fam. Let's have a good time. My biggest things were just like, how do I say this nicely? I'm over Bruce. I'm done. And uh, too much of this episode was devoted to him. That is my real takeaway. I'm very nervous. Spoiler alert. We are going to talk about Tribal Council. It was so exciting. So fun to watch. But now I am worried. And the two people I like the most in terms of who I want to succeed in this game are Emily and Caleb. And I don't necessarily see a way forward for them from here. And that is concerning to me. But yeah, most of my thoughts are related to Bruce. So we'll come back to that later. (laughs) But under 60 seconds, go team. It was, it really was. I looked at my watch. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anna, what were your thoughts on this episode? Pressure's on to be speedy. OMG. My thoughts are pretty brief. Like it was a fine episode. I remember really enjoying it. But in hindsight, all I really remember is Tribal Council and Like you said, Aggie, like I was not confident this week. And this is bad for me because now I'm getting into egotistical territory, which is so unlike me. Um, I think in my text, I was like, somebody has to go home because I'm finally starting to feel like a little cocky about it. And it's that can't be good. And yet here we are. My team is still intact and I'm starting to feel really proud of my choices, (laughs) which can't be good. Like I said, I mean, it, it, it makes it all the more exciting to watch week to week because I've I've liked these particular people from the beginning. So to see those be the people that are making it far in the game, it makes it really fun to watch. Uh, so that's my biggest takeaway this week. I hate to brag, but I think I have to at this point. 
you've earned it you have earned it <laughs> with my zero skills <laughs> like I don't know what is happening that makes this possible it's not something I've learned it's not something I've practiced I don't know read people I told Stacy I'm just gonna start with putting them all in alphabetical order and randomly picking a number between one and 18 and not doing any research on them <laughs> that could work for like, you what numbers are left nine I'll have person number nine on the list <laughs> we could do it like a bingo game uh, at this point I'll have better luck I need to start putting real money on it is what you I mean. absolutely do because me yeah. and Stacey, it's just not worth it. So I'm just going to randomly pick next time. I'm not doing any research. See you at the next draft. Um, My thoughts. I definitely agree with you, Anna, that it's like the tribal council is what was most exciting. There wasn't too much else that like caught my attention. I had to ask Aggie, like what else happened again? Because <laughs> you just remember the tribal, but it's, it was interesting to see all the people interact as well. Like the, fake merge but and that is one thing I thought was interesting this time is they went to the camp together first before doing the challenge I feel like usually they just meet like at the challenge spot and Jeff tells them like oh we're you know fighting for the merge or whatever so they actually had time to talk first before breaking into teams but yeah I mean shot in the dark working after a pair Aggie's claims it works for it works Jamie. For Jamie. Remember, didn't Jamie play hers and it, she was safe, but no one voted for her. So it didn't matter. I had never worked. No, I remember playing it. Before. Yeah. She is the only other person who's ever pulled safe out of the bag. But she just didn't need it. But she literally didn't need to use it. And it was psychotic. Why did she do it? And I say that with love, Jamie. I love you. But she was like kind of worried. Panicking. Yeah. I'll I'll look back at my notes. In my mind, that happened, but it was not safe and it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she was safe, but then no votes were against her. So it was like. Uh, well, she, just... she, because she claimed it. She was like, my shot in the dark was the first to work in the history of uh... Survivor. And it's like, I, it does it work if you don't have any votes? <laughs> no. So huh. that was, I think, you know, a highlight of the episode was just, we finally saw it work when it was needed <laughs> because I, we were all getting sick of shot in the dark. But yeah, so those are my thoughts. And let's go ahead and get into it. Aggie, oh, I'm remind so sorry. us what, I'm no, so sorry. I can't remember. remind us how this began. <laughs> Huh. Okay. So there's a lot of just like back and forth and just like stuff that happens with not really a lot of purpose. Again, because it's a middle episode, we're kind of building things. The biggest thing that kind of happens post-tribal before we go to the new camp is that Caleb has told Kelly, which now is the whole tribe minus Katora, that Sabaya found the idol that was out here and it's gone. Like it went home with her. So now they're all like, that means there's probably a new one. We got to find it. So all of them are searching. And Caleb says, if I don't have it, I want to know who has it. And because they're all dumb, they said, sure. Like, let's go look for it together. Bruce finds it. And then he has to like dig under the shelter, which we, before we started recording, really talked about was like, CBS told us that that was going to happen because they posted something about Kelly Wentworth getting an idol from under the freaking shelter. Um, and so that's that. And we see them kind of like, panicking because the boat is coming to take them so it's like is bruce gonna get it is gonna bruce gonna get it spoiler alert he does get it and it's a regular idol because apparently a beware advantage only matters in a really extensive scary way for the first idol that they bury at camp second time around it's just an idol that works until the final five but that's our big thing before we like merge but not so i actually was confused when this happened because i wasn't paying attention to what camp this was so i thought it was the third unfound it's in a candle it's whatever 
Mm -hmm. idol that we hadn't seen yet. So this whole time I had that in my head. And then when Bruce found it and there were no rules, I was like, that's weird. Is it because we're about to merge? Like I was, I think I was texting you Stacey and I was like, why is it so simple? Like it must be because there's no time for it to accumulate power before the merge, whatever. Um, I was wrong. And that brings me to my second point, which is I don't like when we rehide an idol. I don't like that it's like there's one in the game and then when it's gone, there's another one. Like I don't like the respawning idols. I would rather there be like a mega idol beware advantage that has more power and then a mini idol with less power hidden from the beginning. That to me is more interesting than this. Oh, well, someone found it. They went home. So it has to be out there. And then it is. And then they find it. Like that's just getting boring to me because they've come to expect it and I don't like it anymore. It is very, very predictable at this point. I agree. And does, so does this mean that that third tribe never got their idol? I think, like, yes. That- I think okay. so. Okay. I think, yes. I think it means that that tribe just like Bello just never felt the need to look for an idol. Yeah. And honestly, work. <laughs> I wish I was that confident about anything. I mean, and the other thing I'll say is I know that um, we're not all team Bruce and I can understand that and I can respect that. He's definitely difficult, um, but I'm happy he found the idol because I'm still a little bit rooting for Bruce. <laughs> is he on your team? He is on my team. Of course he yeah. is. <laughs> That's why. That's yeah. why I'm rooting for Bruce. If he wasn't on your team, I think you'd feel the same as me. Um, no, I think... He called himself a celebrity, Anna. We're not there yet, but he called himself a celebrity. Can't you find enjoyment in watching him just a little bit in like a sick and twisted way? No. But yeah, so the boats are coming up. It's just interesting because, again, I feel like usually they just go to the challenge place and then find out, like, drop your butt. Well, some of you are getting new buffs or whatever. But this time they all go to, is it the Reba? Like they go to where yeah, the Reba, Reba people are mm-hmm. because J. Maya's like, let's write welcome in the sand. And Julie's like, I'm too tired. <laughs> but she still does it. Um, and oh yeah. And they have fish. They remember they like have a fish ready for them. Kendra was so happy about that fish. She That's has true. been, yeah, they've been struggling. <laughs> so they needed that fish. So there's just some like interacting before they go to the challenge. Um, I think this is where you were saying like Bruce is getting very panicked that no one's talking to him. Like he's just kind of like before I was kind of in, I was a leader, but I feel like now Caleb's here and no one's really talking game to me and blah, blah, blah. And he even like tells Caleb, like, I feel like he kind of like scolds Caleb for just like being social. And Caleb's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know what the problem is. So it was very interesting just seeing, again, Bruce of all people, like I know Bruce didn't make it this far when he played last time, but it just seems like he would be a little more like, it made sense a bit when Emily was all panicked at the beginning of the game and just like, couldn't do small talk and got upset about the the like alien discussion but i just kind of feel like bruce at least having friends who have played survivor now would be able to like keep his cool a bit but he was stressed so those are my thoughts on it but what do y'all think about just the pre-challenge conversations i don't know if it's the time for me to be mean to bruce but it probably is i think you'd be mean and then sandwich it my biggest thing is like Up until this point, Bruce had been like a little bit kind of like, if I had been on the island with him, I would have been like, okay, stop trying to dad me like it's enough. But I feel like in his edit up until this point, it had kind of been like, okay, maybe Katora is taking this a little bit too far. Like 
it seems like he just wants to be like the guy in charge of the camp, which is not anyone's necessarily favorite person, but like, it's like a normal, I feel like survivor trope of annoyance. This part where he started to be very paranoid about no one's talking to me. Caleb's talking to everyone. And it was really the thing that pushed me over the edge where he was like, was when he was like, he's done. Like he's gone. And I was like, okay, first off, that's an absurd reaction regardless. Like you're so mad at Caleb who not 10 minutes ago was your guy. And now he's done. He's done. Like it was too much. Like I was like, you are doing too much. And I need you to just, I need you to bring it back. I will say though, him, Jake, Katora have never been to tribal. So I think for them, it was very like, oh my God, like what's happening? Because up until this point, they haven't needed to do that. They can sit and like fuck around and be like, we're in an alliance or like go to the water well together and like bitch. But realistically, like they haven't had to test any of those ties. So I understand when you get all on one beach, you start to freak out a little bit. It was the yelling he's done in the confessional that really sent me over the edge. He then also called himself a celebrity, which is like a separate problem. What no sentence. I don't remember. Like what? he said something about like, oh God, I wish I'd written it down because all I wrote in my notes was aggressively Bruce. Period. You are not a celebrity. Period. All capitals. <laughs> it's like the kind of it's like a local celebrity. Like when you see someone who does the local news, like at your grocery store, and you're like, where do I know them from? And here's the thing: I would argue that in the past, Boston Rob and Amber are celebrities, but Survivor doesn't make celebrities the way it used to. Also, Boston Rob didn't show up for one episode a season ago and then come back like oh he played four times and built a legacy life on the show Uh, that's a survivor celebrity i'm so sorry bruce you're not Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm confused as to who made you feel that way that was a lot of bruce talk but that's my i think i'm done now well they showed a lot of bruce what did what do you think anna I'll, i'll turn it around a little bit not that i'm about to praise bruce but i think some of my favorite moments when everybody got together were Obviously, Caleb and Emily reuniting. That was great just to see them be like, so we're still good. We're still good. Amazing. And then I also liked the moment when Emily was apologizing to Bruce. Because again, in the Emily redemption arc narrative, this was just a nice moment for her to like very rationally be like, hi, sorry for what happened really early. We're going to move forward. And then like they both had confessionals being like, we're not really going to work together. He, he, he. And Bruce was like, ah, forgive, but never forget or something like that. I don't know, some nonsense, which we all could have seen coming. Like they're not about to be allies, but I just thought it was a nice full circle moment for her that is going to continue the trajectory of her redemption. Love that. And then help me out here. I feel like I really liked what I saw from Jake, but I don't remember any of it. Yeah. I don't remember who he was talking to. I feel like he was talking to a few different people and he just seemed to have a game plan in his own mind and maybe i'm misremembering i mean i'm obviously not really remembering but maybe i'm giving him more credit than he really should have but in my the back of my mind i'm like i feel like jake was doing a good job of like working the room i feel like he does have a little bit of a moment after the muni merge situation we didn't bring it up but he was searching he faked searching for his ring with it he did do that yeah because i feel like that's kind of merging in our minds with what where we are in the episode, like all of that kind of comes together. I thought that was very creative. And I thought that was very funny that he did that. I feel like we got more stuff from Jake after the merge challenge because he's up for elimination post the merge challenge. So he, I feel like had a lot of comments about like, this is the first time actually I'm vulnerable. I'm trying to get myself safe. 
and think about like, what is the best for me and my alliance, et cetera. But I do think he was very pro Bruce in these moments. Yeah. And I wish I could better remember not to get ahead, but like when we do start to do deliberation, like I wish I could remember the exact people who were the ones to share information. It's such a mess in my mind. There's some information. If I remember correctly, Kendra shares some information. Austin and Drew are only talking to each other, but they're like very <laughs> excited to like actually start playing. Um, there's the whole stick bug thing, which Stacy thought was very fun. But yeah, that scene was quite long. I but I thought you'd appreciate like the editing because the editing. Oh, I loved amazing. it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was amazing, and the way that it cut back to like whoever was walking in the woods, and they were like kind of looked over their shoulder to be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Drew and Austin, because then Drew's like, "We're trying to like strategize. Everyone's just having a good time," and it was like the sound in it's the called back. having friends. Drew, maybe you should try it. That was mean. <laughs> Drew is my Bruce. <laughs> That's so true. Actually, That's- Drew might be my Gabler. <laughs> I told Stacy he's gonna make it to final five. He will be in the final episode. Yeah, I I kind of am getting that vibe too. Like he's got final five energy. Boy, Austin out to get there, maybe. Oh, and honestly, that would work well for my team. It wouldn't go well for Stacy's, but it would help me. I could see final five being Drew, Austin, and three women. Huh. I would be okay with that, honestly. I don't want Drew there, <laughs> but. I don't want him there. And I hate to manifest it. I think I said that in my text. Like, I don't want to put it in the universe, but it, I do get the sense. It's and the my way- senses have been good so far. <laughs> yeah. But I also feel like it's the way he's getting edited where it's not overly like, no. this is a lot of Drew, but he has significant comments or commentary every episode where I'm just like, it's building towards him being important long-term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as uh- Bruce is not in the final five, I don't care. <laughs> He might be. Nah, I I think he's flaming out. I think that's where we're headed. Him or Katora, they're going right after each other. Is my what if they're both the double elimination, and they go at the same time? Oh my god, what a theory! I want Katora to outlast him. I need her to outlast. She can go second, (laughs) but I I do need her to outlast him. Like for reasons of life, I need her to outlast him. But what a conclusion that would be! Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay. The Let's... only other thing that happens before the merge is Sifu is just, like, stalking people. Like, running around and, like, listening to conversations and stuff. That was the also the wildest edit. We went from the stick bug and just, like, popping up behind people in between them and being like, hello? And I was like, Sifu. My guy, what are you doing? I, I told Aggie, I really want Sifu and Coach to play together. And I want Coach to be, like, his mentor. <laughs> and I want to see them on the same island. Here's the Coach thing. would be his Sifu. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. Like, he is so unserious. He's so unserious. And he serves no purpose. Like, is he playing Survivor? I'm, I would venture a guess to say no. <laughs> no, but that might get him to the end. I now that we're in merge territory he is not a threat I I also don't even think they think he knows what game he's playing (laughs) I don't think he's there to play the game no screaming he's there for other reasons (laughs) (laughs) he's there to show people the importance of push hands tai chi push is that what he does he does push hands but like part of tai chi I think he does a multitude of things he also sings a multifaceted gentleman if you will a renaissance man a renaissance man a renaissance man 
Okay, let's get to the challenge, which I assume you wrote down the challenge. It was so long, though, so here are my notes. Ready? It says, mud, cart, collect sandbags, make ladder, get across an obstacle, then another obstacle to get to puzzle, make rebus puzzle, solve rebus puzzle. Those are the words I wrote down. But it was so long. Literally, as they, he were, they were describing it, Jeff had to breathe so many times. And everyone else was just like, oh, my God. I was genuinely nervous that we were going to get one of those challenges where they cut to commercial in the middle of it. because it looked so uh gargantuan Gargantuan. uh, to use my thesaurus but i don't know if it's because i made a conscious effort to put my phone down during this challenge or because it was actually really good but i was glued to the tv really it was a good challenge to watch and that's coming from me who's been finding the challenges really boring I wasn't paying attention that much. I thought the challenge was good. I would say that it was very unevenly matched, but I thought the challenge itself was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, Katora was the one who pulled the gray rock, so she had to back a team, and she backed the correct team. Yeah. Um, Aggie really liked the word puzzle thing, too. What's it called? A rebus puzzle. There you, oh, there you go. Oops. Rebus puzzle. Remember when, for one short-lived season, because it was terrible. Um, the game within the game? The game within a game, but all of them were basically Rebus puzzles, and I do love a Rebus puzzle. <laughs> now, is that Rebus with a U.S. or Rebus? I think it's R E like Reba tribe. No, no, it's R E B U S. Okay, Rebus puzzle. Am I right? Yep. You know what I can do? Spell. How you spell Good thing you're teaching our young minds. Not anymore. I mean, you're not, but good thing you were. You know what never would have happened. I wouldn't have fucked up the spelling challenge in season seven. And then they would have had to go back and start over. Oh Rip. Rip. What a throwback. Where's what's his face? What was his name? Such Burton? A frat boy name. I knew you'd Was know. it Burton? No, Burton was season. Pearl Island. It was Pearl Island because he wore a fucking sword. It was Ooh, Burton. Hot. Remember the sword immunity idol? Yes, same. Individual. Better than the bird. All right, let's go back to 45. Okay, so the winning who won, it was Drew, Austin, Bruce, Emily, right? And Seafood, Kendra, Austin, Julie. The winners? Oh my gosh, I said so many wrong Wait, Yeah, who were the winners? The winners, Seafood, Drew, Bruce, Kendra, Austin, Julie, and okay. Keturah by association. Okay. So up for elimination, Caleb, Jemiah, Jake, D, Emily, Kelly. Okay. And they I did feast. have no one on that red team. Oh, so God. no one from Agatha's team could go home at the end of that challenge. That's when like, she realized, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people from mine could have. And yet. You know what? None of them did. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, And they get their food. You know, I think Austin was there, right? So maybe he I don't got have a, a lot of notes maybe he that. got a sandwich i'm just wondering if he got his sandwich because he's really stressed about missing out on the sandwich <laughs> he got some food uh yeah they chatted about who they think maybe could go i think caleb's name and jay's name came up so they deliberate a little bit now what i find kind of interesting but i think they've done this every time that you have to like that half of them are in the merge and half are not and i think the llamas brought this up too this week but why does everyone get to vote if, like, half of you are safe? Like, why don't they just, like, there have been times, I think, where, like, everyone goes to tribal, but you're just, like, watch, actually, you're eating over there and watching, and then other people are voting. Like, if you're safe, I don't understand why you get to vote. I don't mind it, 
because I do think for it to be the first vote when they're all no longer in the tribe dynamic, like I do think that it helps transition so that we don't get stuck in a situation where like there's one person from the other tribe who's now with a majority of people from the other. Like I think it just helps balance the numbers a bit in that way. But I I agree with you. It's, It's a little odd. But I still have beef with the fact that like not everybody gets the feast. Yeah. Like it's there's a lot of issues with this whole point in the game. I didn't bring it up earlier because I don't think it's that important because we've had this discussion every every season yeah. era, but I'm still over it. I you should earn the merge because you earn the merge. Have them do one more team week. But my thing with this is I was just like the merge feast was interesting because Katora, Drew, and Austin sat there and listened. They asked questions to get other people's thoughts. But like Drew makes a comment, which again, sort of talking about his edit, he says everybody's guard is on the floor right now. And then him and Austin sit there silently, Mm -hmm. just listening to everything else everybody else is saying, because they're like, hmm, there's an interesting rift there. Like Bruce is putting out Caleb. I thought they were thick as thieves. Sifu immediately said Jemaya. That's weird. They are Reba forever. Like, that's weird. So I think... I think it's more interesting who didn't say anything at the tribe feast than who was saying things. But yes, so they all um, come back from that. And I think there's more deliberation because they are getting ready to, to go to tribal. So I think, isn't this where like Caleb's name is definitely coming up a lot. And Emily like tells him, I mean, Emily's like, look, I don't want to say your name, but like, that's pretty much the consensus. And I think that's when he realizes even Bruce is like, I love how she, he was like, even Bruce. And she said, oh yeah, Bruce hates you or something like that. <laughs> like just so blunt. I mean, Emily was coming handy for him. Like that whole, you know, helping her when she was down has come in handy. Cause I don't think Caleb realized. <laughs> I kind of wonder if mate, like if part of his thought process was like, okay, here's this person who clearly has no filter and no trouble being honest and in fact finds it easier to just completely spit out the truth at you instead of manipulating it i'm gonna pull this person in because if i can get this person to be my ally i'm gonna get the truth i I feel like he must have thought that at some point It, it i think what he described in confessionals came across a little bit more of like nice guy routine where he's like no one's working with her that's a mistake i'm gonna work with her you know i'm gonna help guide her in the things that maybe she could improve on but I do wonder if part of it was like okay the recognition that if Emily's going to be brutally honest I'd rather have her be brutally honest as my ally because then I can get the information that I need because that's exactly what happens here because it's working out for him yeah it is a lot so um I don't know if any other like deliberation really came out beforehand this is definitely where there's some back and forth with Jake but I didn't write down a ton of what it what he did um or what he was talking about he does come back I wrote down Jake is stressed he's never been to tribal which I feel like he says in a confessional he's like I've never done this before I don't want to make the wrong move I don't want to make the wrong choice why do I feel like there was a moment between Jake and Kelly where they were talking about how Bruce has to go or was that someone else in Kelly? Because Kelly definitely admits. Kelly like, definitely was. I think she talked about it with Caleb. Yeah. But then I do mm. think say that I do think she maybe brought it up to Jake too. Yeah, it was all in that long edit of him freaking out once we they like fake merged. 
Yeah. Like no one's talking to me. And they're all like, oh my God, if you do not shut up, we're going to get you out next. Like stop. And they all brought up a good point. Like he has an idol. So like he kind of is a threat in that way because he has an idol and they know about it. So they know he has one. And so it's like, we, if we want to get him out also, it has to be a blind side, which is trickier. But, um, I feel like this edit got really hectic because Caleb is like giving these moments where he's like, I don't want to go home. The music is swelling, like just (laughs) aggressively, like what's going to happen. And you're like, okay. And Emily's like, I don't want to vote differently. She brings up a good point. She's like, I don't want to vote differently from the majority that puts a target on my back. Smart. So now she's like, Caleb, you have to do something. And then there's like four or five people who want to vote J Maya. Including but D. including D, D, Sifu wants to do it. Drew and Austin are like on board, but then J Maya does kind of make, I think it's J Maya, gives them a pretty good pitch as to why should, they should be going for Caleb instead. We, we're going to talk about how it ends, but personally, I think the argument that Caleb makes at Tribal Council, which maybe this is our transition to Tribal Council, about them being three Reba women. Again, I don't like that we're targeting women, but I understand where his argument is of like, that is a strong three that I maybe need to break up now. because otherwise you guys could just continue down the line. Um, But yeah, I feel like that's kind of all that was because they knew it was building towards this. So they just swelled the music and people were like back and forth, Caleb, J. Maya, Caleb, J. Maya, Caleb, J. Maya, so that we could have a full moment there. And that does bring us to tribal. So we get to tribal, you know, half of them are already safe, but they chat. Jeff, you know, ask them how it's been kind of connecting with the whole group, what the conversation has been. I mean, what I remember the most is just when Caleb said, you know, I know I am probably the biggest threat, but I'm not the strategic threat. Like, I think he was basically saying, like, I know everyone can see I'm a social player, but like, does it actually make sense to vote me out right now more than other people? And then J. Maya's like, what do you mean by you're the the biggest threat? You know, (laughs) and just kind of tries to like almost call him out. And then, yeah, he brings up like, well, I, to me, like, yes, everyone knows I'm social, but like, why not get rid of someone else? And someone says like, do you have a name in mind? I forget who asked that. But then he's like, Jay, (laughs) like, he's just very like, honestly, yes. And then she's like, that's interesting. (laughs) She kept being like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) And so, and then, yes, he calls them out. Like Dee's kind of upset that her name gets thrown into it. And he's like, I mean, I have to say a name right now. Like I'm clearly on the chopping block. So there's just a lot of back and forth. I mean, that's all, that's all the details of the pre-voting conversation that I remember. I don't know if y'all remember anything else. I mean, he was definitely scrambling. And I do think he he probably could have toned down the language of calling himself a threat while still acknowledging, like, I I get it. You guys want to vote for me. I can see why. But at the same time, like, I think given the circumstances, he really did the best arguing that he could under the pressure. <laughs> it was definitely a little scrambly, but I I don't see how he could have had more composure in that moment to think through, like, okay, maybe I don't, you know, say, yes, I know I'm a social threat. Like, you just got to get your words out and like point fingers without ruffling too many feathers. I think he handled it in the best possible way that he could have. Yeah, I think his only misstep was calling himself a threat at the same time as pointing out like there are other threats, because I also think something that is lost in nuance, especially when you're tired and hungry. And even as a viewer is like, 
he was like, I'm not the biggest strategic threat. And I was like, literally by having this conversation, (laughs) you are. And then he was like, I'm not a strategic threat. I'm maybe a social threat. And I was like, to be honest, the nuance of that is kind of lost on a lot of people. I think you're basically just replacing Jay Maya with you for the same reasons that people are threatened by you. So I almost wish he'd been like, you guys are assuming I'm a physical threat. When in reality, my team lost four challenges. I only started winning when I had other people with me. You're assuming that I'm going to be this threat that wins a lot of immunity once we start individual immunity. You have no evidence for that. Like my team lost three out of six. Like, like there is no evidence that I am the reason that I'm the threat. And I wish he'd almost asked me like, why are you guys targeting me? Because I know it's me. So would someone tell me why, why you think I'm a threat? Almost like full tribe, like final tribal it and be like, why are you worried about me? Because I think he would have in that moment had a better opportunity to be like, you're worried about me talking to people, but that's all everybody else was doing. Why aren't you targeting Bruce? Do you know what I mean? Like if we're going to put our cards out on the table, why not do that a little bit more strategically? I think he was very panicked. Like it is going to be me or no one. And so I hear that, but I almost wish he'd done a little bit more of like, arguing in a way that wouldn't paint him as a threat in the same way. I wish he'd taken some opportunities to lower his threat level by having them name the things and flip it on them. Because I do think that might have rattled some people who are like very strongly like we got to vote Caleb. Yeah, hearing you say that I take back what I said that he did the best that he could in the circumstances because you make a lot of excellent points and he definitely should have done those. But like the idea of deflecting and flipping it back on everybody else is so smart. Um, so yeah, I take back what I said. It was not the best you could do. <laughs> Here's the thing. I kind of agree with you though, Anna, because I think if you're panicked and you're like, it is me, that probably was the best you could do in that moment. But as a viewer, I'm like, I think he's so personable and so smart. I think he probably was just panicked because I feel like had he been confronted that with that without, with like more than 45 minutes, it felt like before tribal, I feel like he would have been like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath and figure out how I can turn this on them. Because realistically, there are a ton of other people doing the things they're saying I'm doing. And I have arguments to be like, I'm not a threat. Okay. But, you know, I guess the moment we've kind of been waiting for, because again, this is when we're, when we're watched, well, I didn't know this, but when we were watching live, there's like still 10 minutes, probably even after this conversation. So they go to vote. Austin does give up his vote to extend his idol, which I have to say, like, He's just been in a great, aside from not getting his sandwich, he's been in like a very good position. He doesn't need his vote. Why not extend your idol? This is probably the best like tribal to do it at where it's just like so many people. Like, I just thought that was great that he's, you know, he is very, very safe. But obviously Caleb also um, uses his shot in the dark. They go to read the votes and 11 votes all for Caleb. And every time just says Caleb. Does not count. Caleb. Honestly, does not count. <laughs> Jeff, feedback. Give us a moment to relish that. Because he was like, Caleb does not count. Caleb does not count. Caleb does. And I was like, okay, man. Because it was so like Kelly, though. Like it, it took me right back to Kelly. Does Kelly Wentworth? Because I think he had to say no. the full name that time. Does not count. Kelly Wentworth. Does no, but count. he didn't breathe. He was like, Caleb does not count. Caleb does not count. No, he was too fast. I think part of this, the speed through it was because everyone was anticipating that there was going to be a vote in there for somebody else. Like he would get to like, eventually he would get to the end. And so at least for me watching, cause I hadn't thought through the fact that Emily didn't want to vote outside of the majority. So I was expecting there to be one J Maya vote in there. So as he was like picking up speed and reading them so fast, and then we got to the end and it wasn't 
you know, there was no other person vote. voted out of Survivor 45, J. Maya. It, it still created a weird momentum, but that's what was going through my mind as he was so briskly reading the votes. Yes, it was. And uh, many people have said, like, why did they not? Even aside from Emily, like, why did a couple people not try to split the vote? Well, the number of times they brought it up, like, should we split the vote? Should we split the vote? Should we split the vote? And everyone was like, no. I think a lot of that probably was the performance at Tribal. They could tell how panicked he was. And they were probably like, A, J. Maya is making good points. He is a threat. B, he's proving that he's a threat by the good points he's making. And C, he's scrambling, panicked. So he probably doesn't have anything to play other than shot in the dark i do think between him yelling jay when he went to vote and between him uh kind of upsetting d like i d maybe was gonna vote jay and she was just like nah, i'm sick of this kid now so like i'm just putting i'm just writing his name down so i agree with you um but yes they read them all they, they have to re-vote caleb's obviously still gonna be safe and no one else can like pull, use an idol now so now this is another thing what did y'all think of them getting to like re-chat though in the middle of that vote i don't know if that always happens it's like i don't think you usually get more, like jeff was like do y'all need a minute no like, yeah and i'm like i would have rather they just vote it might have ended up the same but i think it would have been interesting <laughs> because i think you would have seen maybe some like interesting um alliance stuff had it just been like no you have to just go vote now i think because in the past we've seen it more like when there's a tie and then you're really only deciding between two people, whereas this was what, like four, five people? Yeah, there were five options. So like more But I don't options. think Emily would have ever been a thought. Emily w- wouldn't have yeah. been a at all. Yeah, and because they got to talk, her name was out there. I also like really quickly, I just have to go back to the fact that Jay Maya did a terrible job of asking questions when Kayla brought up her name. <laughs> Dee was like more mad and more like useful jamie i was like hmm, interesting and i was like mm, that you're here no and she's the like debate team person isn't she like she's supposed to be great at debating i think because her name had already been thrown around camp caleb knew to throw it out here whereas i don't think she had any indication that her name had been thrown out which it has been for a few episodes but i think she was wildly overconfident and unaware of the fact that her name had been thrown out. So she was probably totally off guard. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause I was like, what's happening. <laughs> That's like, my assumption is that she was just like fully shocked. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll but I don't disagree with the point that yeah. her questions were <laughs> bad. Eight skills. If she's like a. Yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Well, because I was even just at one point, she was like, who said you were the biggest threat? But then later she's like, he said himself he's the biggest threat. So I'm like, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Also, like, you <laughs> said he was the biggest threat. They might. This was all your idea. So, and then, yeah, she tries to get Emily to be the next name, but it's just, it's not happening. So I, I was worried because I felt like Emily kind of went up to Austin, like, so what's the name? And he like, didn't want to answer. So I was like, maybe they are going to turn on Emily. But in the end, Jeremiah is voted out because of, you know, a beautiful <laughs> use of the, what's it called? <laughs> Why is my brain? Shot in the dark. In the dark. I was like, it's a fans have spoken. That's like, our segment. Yeah, I was like, well, what? Okay. Um, so she goes home and we will see next week just what the fallout is. I know Aggie's very worried about how Caleb and Emily really can like recover at this point. Like they're just in the mi- minority for sure. I just feel like 
I don't know. He's now that we know he's like the most lucky person in the world and has good social skills and presumably is going to be good at some individual challenges if they're physical. Like I think it can last at least another week, but <laughs> I think he needs to not win the next immunity challenge. No, I, I, I don't think he will. I don't, really? here's the thing. I actively think if he tries to win, like fully goes all in and wins the first immunity challenge, he's the next to vote out. I think if you don't win the immunity challenge, you have an opportunity to be like, I'm not a physical threat. You think I am, but I'm not. And I think it gives you more like leverage. There is, if that man wins the first immunity oh. challenge, he goes home the second episode. D is so pissed at him already. No, <laughs> like, I don't. Well, I was gonna say, I think if Bruce had no idol, they like he is at risk as well, but like he has an idol. For this they blindsided <laughs> Caleb, except except Emily told him like that was gonna be a unanimous vote. Like I'm not, I I think they can, I think there's room to play, but I think yeah. Caleb has is gonna be rattled, and so I'm worried that him and Emily are not going to capitalize on their opportunities very well. They're gonna have to deflect. They're gonna have to find someone who, like like a Bruce, where people have trouble with, or you know, Emily can rekindle with Austin and Drew and maybe convince them to like play one of their advantages on behalf of Caleb because it could suit their game better in the long run. Like they're like, Hey, is there someone you're trying to get out? Make me a decoy. Yeah. I will vote with you. Like, let's get some other people. It's a risky move, but I feel like Mm -hmm. there are opportunities there, but I'm, I'm worried we're not going to capitalize that on them. And I like them both now. Well, I feel like we've seen both scenarios play out before where like, yeah, the person who was the biggest threat in the last episode goes home the next episode. But I also think we've seen where we sit after the episode and we're like, oh my gosh, how are they going to bounce back from this? And then something even more major happens with a different person. And it's like, okay, distracted. We're distracted. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely some opportunities for distraction that could get the heat off Caleb. But yeah. if he wins the first immunity challenge, the heat is going to stay on him. But it is a double elimination. <laughs> so You're right. Oh. I would want to win. Like, I don't, I just would want to win when there's a double elimination. Do we think it's going to be a double elimination where two people, like the first man, the first woman have immunity and we all vote together or are they splitting? Well, they could pull a ghost Island and be like, here's a red team. Here's a blue team. Go to separate camps. You're going to vote someone out at each group. I pray and hope and pray that that's not what we see. I, cause that's just going to be major alliances winning. We just did a split challenge and half of them were safe and half of them are not. Like that to me is the same thing. What happened last season? Because I feel like they're just using a formula now, but I can't mm-hmm. remember. Like what happened the week after the merge thing? Last year, I think they did, last season rather, they did split into two teams and they do that thing where it's like, if you're the last person to left standing on your team, you win immunity. And then if you still outlast the last person on the other team, your team wins food. right it was something like that yeah yeah and i think the only way it would be interesting in terms of like like you need like sifu emily caleb austin and drew and someone else to be one group and then the rest of them to be on the other one like you need one of those groups of six to not be a giant alliance you need to fuck up the alliances in the rock drawing and for that reason is why i'm like I don't think it's going to go well. Like we're going to end up with two groups of four on each team. But if you can really shake up an alliance situation with one of those groups of six, it could be very interesting to watch. Mm. And that's where Caleb's going to have a fighting chance. We'll see. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Okay. 
you said we did have a couple of fans have spoken, right? Yeah. Do you want to vibe check Jeff? Oh, or you yeah. Cast away the week. We can vibe check Jeff. Let's vibe check Jeff. Anna, do you have a vibe check? Mine's like an old one that just keeps rearing its ugly head, which is the sanctuary place where good things happen. And yet it's the most boring, bland place I've ever seen in my life. It just could not be less interesting. Yeah, that's really all I have to say about it because we've talked about it before because it's not new. But I remember Jeff talking about it on his podcast last season and he was like, so proud of this great idea that he had had for so long of like this place like where good things happen this place where good things happen but like they don't go there that much and the stuff that happens there is really not that good especially when you compare it to the old rewards they used to get where it would be like we're sending you on a yacht to get massages and also like your loved one might show up and you get a meal and you get to sleep on the yacht like that would be so easy to still do as a reward you just need a yacht how hard can it be? Sponsored by Applebee's. Here's their entire menu. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, they seem so lackluster. boring and sad and lackluster. Yeah. They're, they, there's no passion. I should want it and I don't. So. Yeah, me as a viewer should be like, oh my God, I want to do that. Maybe I'll go on Survivor so that I have a chance to do this reward. When the reward is like a sad microwave pizza at the sanctuary. No, there's nothing. There, there's nothing about the sanctuary that screams sanctuary i remember palau when they <laughs> swam with the jellyfish that couldn't sting you unbelievable or when they used to go to like a spa like yeah. that is a sanctuary why is the sanctuary not that it's just like slightly to the left of their camp and they have to eat like super muddy <laughs> like they were so muddy yeah. they didn't even like rinse off yeah i didn't think about that do you have a vibe check aggie i think this one's yours Stacey. Oh, the one it? where it was like I can't right before oh, we okay yes thank you you're welcome so when he's like handing out or you know they have to draw for their teams or whatever for the fighting for the merge and jeff's like take one don't look at it i love sharing in this excitement but it just what like he didn't sound that excited and it's just like do you because this is so what y'all were saying about even him reading the votes really fast i think jeff is a little bit over this <laughs> like even though on his podcast he'll be like i love this and sells it when he's out there between the needing a cough drop all the time <laughs> and some of his like comments i think he's like a little tired he might be burnt out he might need a co-host for like a couple seasons so yeah that's my vibe check was him saying i love sharing in this excitement with like no excitement i didn't think he had no excitement i was more just like jeff you're not playing he was like take a rock and hold it you can't look at it and it's like bitch we've been watching for 44 seasons we know we can't look at a rock also you know jeff's gonna say that they're gonna cut the producers are gonna come in and be like you cannot open your hand before jeff says turn it over like that's how reality television is made jeffrey anyway mine was when sifu goes you rock man to jeff and he goes you rock as they walk out of the challenge i hated that that's it Oh, Jeffrey. Okay. You rock. It's like, no, Jeffrey, stop. <laughs> okay. Let's do our fans have spoken. We had, we said we weren't going to record, but we still posted and then we did record. So thanks to these two responses. The first is from our friend, uh, Speaking Llama. This is from Caleb, who also spells his name like the Caleb on the show. He said, go team Caleb <laughs> with a lot of exclamation points. So I'm sure he was very happy that um, the shot, if the shot in the dark was going to work in this season, I think he was happy it was for Caleb. So another fellow podcast, A Who All There, they said this episode was TV gold. And I agree. I mean, really for the tribal, <laughs> like the tribal was 
TV gold. So let's wrap up with our castaways of the week. Oh Lord, I don't think I can start. <laughs> I gotta think about this for a second. Aggie, do you have a castaway of the week? I mean, it seems bold to say Caleb. Hmm. Ooh, I think I know who I'm going to pick. You go. I might need a second to think about it. I am going to pick Emily because I do think her, like, it's just, I mean, I texted Anna this in the first watch, like this girl almost went home week one (laughs) and except there was a quit and she came in too hot. She was like yelling about Bruce and he wasn't on her tribe. And now to look at her, like. She reconciled with Bruce to saw, I mean, she tried. We don't really know if he's still mad. Like just watching her, she just seems so much calmer. It seems like she's like, okay, I understand the strategy of this game. I understand socializing, but she also helped out um, Caleb. She was loyal to him and she didn't have to like expose herself and like do be the one vote for Jay, you know, like she just, it, she's lucky that the shot in the dark. Um, worked out but it didn't like affect her game and when jay maya tried to like turn it on to her for the revote it didn't work so emily has come a long way and the fact that aggie is now a fan of emily which i said she would be okay no stacy no stacy you said she reminds me of you no i said i thought you would draft this person because she doesn't like gabler and i thought you'd appreciate that and she didn't like her at first, but look where we are. <laughs> Insert the clip. Okay, I'm picking who I thought Aggie would have picked ages ago. Emily, this is your person. And oh my I God, she so to... isn't, but we'll talk about it in a second. She's also like all about women. She hates Gabler as much as you though. Stacey, I cannot believe that Emily is who you thought I was going to take <laughs> I just feel like I don't know Aggie anymore because I thought she would like that awkward person. (laughs) Like all of these are reasons I thought you would choose her. And I'm very confused. I just, wow. No. So anyway, all this to say, Emily is my castaway of the week. And I never thought I would really say that or have I? No, (laughs) you haven't. So there we go. My castaway of the week is also Emily. I too was like, I, I can't pick Caleb because when it comes down to it he was the mvp of the episode based on luck and i just can't i can't choose castaway of the week based on luck so i'm gonna pick emily because of her allegiance to him and the important role that that played and how the rest of the episode played out like had she not been so committed as an ally he wouldn't have known to play his shot in the dark perhaps i think like you said her choice to not vote someone else was very thoughtful and smart and is going to put her in a much better place than if she had been the single vote for j maya even though that would have made things a little bit easier in the moment um i also think that now that we're merged she's one of the more well-connected players having been on the tribe swapped side that had majority of a mixed tribe like she's now ahead and I think that that's going to serve her very well so I'm picking Emily I love Emily I'm also going to pick Emily because (gasps) I've picked her before no I just mean like what is this the first time we're all in agreement yeah it's the first time we're all in agreement and I think it's because like she showed a lot of strategy but I also think it's kind of like a nod to Caleb at the same time because who nurtured all of those things in her was Caleb and I'm not trying to take away from her I think she listened and like 
when she tribe swapped, she really was like, I'm going to be that person. And I'm going to try and figure out like how to make myself useful rather than make myself a target, which I vastly appreciate about her. I think Anna, you brought up, you were like, maybe it was a little nefarious on Caleb's parts too of like, did he do this out of the goodness of his heart or see her as a voter? Was it a little bit more like she's honest and I can use her? Like two things can be true at once. I think I didn't say that in the moment, but I think two things could be true at once. But I do think it's kind of similar to like when Wendell and Dom tied, it mattered that he had nurtured Laurel. You know what I mean? Like it mattered that that friendship was stronger. And so I think Emily, regardless of whether or not she's able to keep him longer, I think there's a lot to be said there. And I do think my thesis for all of Survivor has been if you have one really strong ally, you can go really far. And I actually do think the two of them have the potential to, if they truly have each other's back, number one, which I, which based on this, they do, because he did the same thing for her and she did the same thing for him. They've done it multiple times for each other. I'm worried because I think they have the potential. So I just want them to actually like use it. But yeah, I, I think she's done a really good job of figuring out her way through this with a slight nod to Caleb for helping send her in that direction. And maybe a slight nod to Adam for helping both of them. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> Sorry. Did we have a rapid fire? Cause I have one. If we, if we didn't. Yeah, you could do, you so could. we all saw there's some kind of like survivor event happening for not this week's episode, but the week after. Right. Cause we saw Bryson Wendell, Bryson and presents is doing a giveaway for tickets to this event but like so are other podcasts and groups what do you guys think is significant about this like is it the thousandth episode or something because like the event is put on by survivor like it's a cbs event yeah that actually wasn't my rapid fire question that's just context my question was who did you guys comment because for the giveaway they said you know follow us follow our youtube and then comment who your final three prediction is so that was my question but also what do we think the event is I didn't comment because I cannot win and it felt rude to take an entry away from someone who could actually go. Well, even if you didn't comment. Who are my final three? Yeah, because I said D, Emily, and Kelly, I think. I would love a women final three, to be honest. I low-key think Drew or Austin's going to be there. One of them's going to be there. I think they're both going to be in the final five. But maybe not make the final three. But not make the final three. Oh, I see who I said. Okay, I said Kelly, Austin, and Emily. We're so close. Which, you know, only Kelly would be... Oh, no, I have Emily now. Yeah, I have Emily. So Kelly or Emily in the final three, that's great for me. Yeah, see, in mine, I only have D, but I don't think I, I don't think the winner is in my pick. I don't think the winner or the, or the final three are in mine. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's true. But like for as good as my draft team was, I don't think any of them are the winner. I think Emily's the winner. So our friend Jesse, we were talking to her about this. She agrees with you, Anna. Why would they have kept in the comment? I'm either first out or I'm going to win if she doesn't win. Mm. Yep. Like, there's no reason for that comment to be in the edit if she doesn't win, mm-hmm. which is a compelling argument. It's a compelling argument. It's going to make a beautiful clip if she does win. Yeah. You don't think Drew might win? No. <laughs> But Jeff sang his praises on his podcast. Of course he did. He's a white man. I can't be, yeah, I can't be sitting here. He's I can't be sitting here appreciating man. who Jeff appreciates. I'm sorry. Love you, King, but no. And Anna, you don't think Dee could win? She put her in her I job. I think that she could, maybe, but we just haven't seen we enough. Haven't seen, like, 
strategic stuff from her in a way that she follows through on it. Right. Like, she's talked she, about moves that she wants to make. Down to have the conversation, but she doesn't follow through on it or mm-hmm. hasn't followed through on it yet. So that's the only she thing. She certainly I'm- has the potential, but from what we've seen so far, I'm not, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Emily is definitely going to be in the final three. I mean, my money is all on Kelly still. She's, she was my pick from the start. And I still think she's in a very good position. Here, I'll go rogue. Emily, Jake, and Julie. Emily, Jake. I think Emily's going to be there. Like, I just, I don't see Emily not in the final three. And I, I clearly have no read on these people. So I think Jake would be an interesting one to have there. I think, um, because he also hasn't done anything to put him not in a position to be there. And I do think he likes people. It's if you're back in Bruce, though, I don't think that's going to get you as far as you think it's going to. But we'll see. Couture, you never know about her. Who knows? She's on my team. Making the final three. <laughs> she could make the final episode, but I don't think she's making the final three. Yeah, she might be like a Lauren position, like Lauren from last season. Mm-hmm. Just sweet angel. I just think Ooh. I think the minute Bruce is gone, so are you. <sighs> That's your whole story. They are they are two sides of the same coin, unfortunately. They're inextricably linked. They are. You can't talk about one without the other. (laughs) All right. Well, that was our rapid fire. Nice one. And yeah, I am curious to see what the event will be, um, or what it's for. But that concludes our, you know, spontaneous episode uh, for this week. And just make sure you're following us on social media and make sure you check out our next episode. And thanks for escaping reality with us again. Goodbye.